We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, Juju comments on his future in Kansas City. Spags doing more with less this year. And Dougie P returns to his old stomping grounds. Special guests include Pete Sweeney at 11 and Andy Reid live at 1. Now two guys starting OnlyFans accounts to get ahead of the inevitable collapse of Twitter. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. I think we decided already, right, that you're the most likely person to have had an OnlyFans account already. We know we know that others at this station have subscribed to content on there, but I think you have your own account. Here's the difference is now you guys are desperate. We're desperate. Desperate for what? Because I don't you get see, paid by Twitter. Yeah, but you love Twitter. You guys like Twitter. You love your social media presences, and you're not just going to fade into the abyss. You need to, you need to find a way to get your takes out there. Yeah, well, I have a four-hour show. With yeah, this facial hair, man, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna last long. No, but I mean. Oh, I'm glad you brought up the facial hair. Thank you, thank you for doing that, Cody. It is 10:02 yeah. on a Friday. That means we are past once again the 24-hour <clears throat> deadline for you to make your final decision. Yeah, um, it is no shave November. Nick and I are full go. We're not trying to get out of this whole thing. You are. We said, all right, you don't want to have to uh, to not shave all month. Then eat that egg salad sandwich from the vending machine. <laughs> All of it. So your decision after, is? After meeting with my family <laughs> about this very important decision, it's decided for my better long-term health to keep the beard. Wait, what do you what do you what do you think the egg's gonna do to your long-term health? Wreck my insides, man. All I have to do is look terrible for the next three weeks. Oh man. I know. I'm sorry to disappoint. I am. I am disappointed. Now I'm holding out for that three hundred dollars if I'm going to eat that egg salad sandwich. I I am disappointed. And you wait. You also waited more. Like it was getting older and older. I know. How long you wait all week? That like, also was concerning. We actually discussed this last night. I showed her a picture of it. <laughs> She's like, just keep the facial hair. I said, but doesn't it look bad? And she said, yes. My wife confirmed, yes, it does okay. indeed look bad. But she would prefer that to me risking uh, eating that egg salad sandwich, which looked disgusting. Yeah, text line 913-586-7610. Of course, you can hit us up there at the Jay Southland Toe Service. Text line throughout the show. Someone said, do you think Bink would eat that sandwich? Hmm. I mean, if this was the scenario and he was in your spot, he would have already ate it. Yeah. Yeah, I think if it was like something he wanted to get out of, he would have chosen the egg salad sandwich instead of the thing he wanted to get out of. Plus, I was on a call for one of the things we're doing next week, in which I'm going to have to be in a large group of people, and they didn't say... They, they openly mocked the beard, but they did not say that I had to get rid of it. So clearly, okay. I'm, I've, I've been cleared. By really all disappointed. Parties. Really disappointed to hear that news. Then I'm sorry. Uh, I, coming up in one hour, we'll get Pete Sweeney's thoughts on that, and of course, the Chiefs game on Sunday. Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider and the editor in chief over at Arrowhead Pride, will join us at eleven. You'll hear from Andy Reid coming up at one o'clock as well, and, and trying to get an update on the injury stuff because we knew McCall Hartman had been dealing with the abdominal situation, but. Uh, the, the late news yesterday afternoon was suddenly that uh, Legere Sneed was downgraded. So that's kind of the one to watch that we don't know much detail on. We don't even know what type of injury it is. Hopefully it's something small, but something to monitor, right, Nick, uh, for the rest of the day. How about in honor of the, the live stream stuff? If we get it up and rolling We're testing for Monday. It. I think today's the final test day. Then we should, we, Nick should eat it live on the air. To honor. Why, why Nick? Because he's the only one without his camera on right now. So I can't tell okay, if this is working. Dude, dude stop. <laughs> eat the sandwich. Because I don't have my camera on right now. Is it intentionally not on or just technically? Is it okay if I get the show started? Do no, you mind? That's not how this works. That's part of getting the show started. I'll, dude, oh, you're adding new jobs. The spin to that you somehow put on your own 
punishment to then how, I don't know how you got here in five minutes. You have somehow tried to make me do it now. You said, I'm not going to do it, but Nick is going to do it. You know what you should do it to honor the veterans. It's veterans day. Nick, get the sandwich. It is veterans day. You didn't know about the Liberty that, Memorial yesterday, so eat the sandwich. I don't know how that's honoring the veterans eating the egg salad sandwich. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how that's honoring. <laughs> I, I, um, but sure, we, I'm, I'm all about honoring. I'm all about honoring the veterans. I just have no idea how, how single, the egg sandwich. Is there a single sandwich. veteran in the text line that it would make them feel better if Nick ate the sandwich? Yeah, there we go. That's how you honor them. Just one. Just one veteran who would like to see uh, Nikki. Three, the two, one. We're going to get about a dozen text messages. I'm a, I'm a veteran. Yeah, we have. I'm sure we have plenty of uh, two tours. Veterans. I'd love nothing more than to see Nick eat that sandwich. <laughs> There's nothing that could happen that would get me to eat that sandwich. <laughs> nothing. There's absolutely other than, nothing other than a monetary value, like three hundred dollars. Or are you still up at the five hundred range? Yeah. Has I'm your price come down? No, my, it's, I think it's going up. That sandwich is only getting older. <laughs> uh, yeah, the text line thinks Nick is already on edge today. They think he forgot. The text line says forgot to take his gummies this morning. I don't know. I can't confirm. I don't know anybody's medical history or anything, but Nick, you can answer that question if you want. Uh, I did not take any gummies this morning, nor do I take gummies any morning. Actually, that's not true. I take <laughs> multivitamin <laughs> gummies. Oh, that's nice. Yep. Make sure you have the right amount of vitamin C or mm-hmm. something, huh? Well, all yep. vitamins. It's a multi-vitamin. Multi, hence the, hence the word. Uh, yesterday, Juju Smith-Schuster was speaking to the media, and understandably so, he was asked about his future in Kansas City because that continues to be the conversation around him. Everybody's been really impressed with his performance in the first uh, eight games here in Kansas City uh, for the Chiefs and what he's been able to do, knowing it's a one-year contract, and we've talked about what the market could be like this offseason. Listen to his answer when he was asked, you know, hey, have you given much thought to staying in Kansas City? Oh, I would love to stay here. Be honest. Um, this offense is uh, unbelievable. Coaching staffs unbelievable. Um, if it was up to me, yeah, of course, you know why not? Get to play one of the best quarterbacks, you know, in the game. Um, so yeah. Look, we've heard players before in any city, on any sure. team, in any sport. They never say they want to be gone, it, except for Zach Grinky. Could you imagine? Yeah, other than Grinky, could you imagine if he's like, yeah, you know what? Actually, don't want to be here next year. Like, nobody's going to say that. But I like. I think what he said at the end actually is more meaningful than anything else. The final three seconds or so of that clip, which was him saying, you know, I got the best quarterback in football, essentially, throw me the, throw me the ball. And you know that you don't want to ever take that for granted in your career. Like, that's the one thing that the, the Chiefs have, of course, going for them in this whole dynamic with potentially long-term stuff with Juju is that I think he said it out loud multiple times now that – he clearly acknowledges and understands that he's in a great spot because of number 15, and he's got a great offensive play caller that's going to get him opportunities in Andy Reid. It's an organization that has wanted him for a couple of off-seasons. I think that bodes well for them. I still just, the one thing none of us deep down know other than Juju Smith-Schuster is how much is he willing to balance what he just said there about the quarterback and what, what a great spot he's in and what potentially could be out there financially. And I don't, I don't think any of us other than him and his agent deep down know that. You know, I never buy into the whole hometown discount stuff in sports. To me, that doesn't exist for the most part. It's just a really but, limited sample size. Um, People try to throw it out like it's a broad thing that occurs a lot, and it isn't a thing that occurs a lot. But that, that's the unknown here. I mean, if it, if it was just as simple as, oh, the Chiefs are going to make him a competitive offer and he's got Mahomes, well, then, yeah, he would just sign here. But just the question is, how crazy does the market get? You know, if he continues on this pace and does have 1,250 yards and he's finishes as a top 15 receiver in football this year and we've gone over the free agent draft class, it's not all that impressive. He's the best name on it right now, and he's under the age of 27. I mean, he, some somebody's going to quote unquote over in overpay. I know they they would you know you would say he is what he's worth what you're worth what you are on the open market. But I would say someone's willing maybe to go out there and overpay. How close can the Chiefs get to that dollar amount? Because we know the Chiefs have a number. We knew they had a number with Tyreek Hill. So you're damn right they have a number for Juju Smith-Schuster too. That I they're actually, not willing to get to. I I stand by this, and maybe I'm misreading the situation really poorly. I really do believe Juju. Well, I, I believe, believe he wants he, to be here. And I think that he would take a little bit less, but that's been my stance from the beginning. I know you said that I can't conflate what happened with Ben Roethlisberger and assume it's the same. Like he felt obligated to the end of this Hall of Famer's career. But I do think that part of the reason he wanted to stay with Big Ben is he remembered what it was like to be in a really good offense with Big Ben. 
I don't think for Juju Smith-Schuster. He does not strike me as the kind of person who will take the bad team bump up in order to go end up with them. I think what we've talked about, him having advertisements, him having deals, him being recognizable, those things come with playing with a good NFL team. So at the very least, if somebody's going to offer him more money, it's also going to have to be with a good NFL team. But don't and you I think, think that'll the exist? Keratin's a little bit like, right. don't, I do. Don't you I, think that exists? I mean, I, the Chiefs, if, he's a, if he does truly go to the open market, it's not like only bad teams are going to be interested in him. I mean, any of these other teams we perceive to be contenders would also be interested in his services. It is. I mean, they've, they've talked again, talking about it. Like, you know, it's he's only 25 or 26. Like, it is yeah. kind of crazy how young he is. To me, some of it is, like, if you're the Chiefs, do you want to do this every year? Like, we talk about this with Chris Jones or defensive end or offensive tackle. You talked about this with Orlando Brown a lot. Do you want to have to find a new left tackle every single season? Because they're probably going to be looking for their third left tackle in five years coming up this offseason. It's like, well, that's annoying. And you just let go of a clear star caliber wide receiver. You don't have, you don't have what you had in Tyreek and Juju, but you clearly have a guy who fits your system perfectly because look at how the offense is going. It swimmingly, right? They're the number one offense in the NFL in points per game. Mahomes leads all the major statistical categories. The U and one at a quarterback. Great. So it seems like this is a good fit. He's not going to be so expensive that you're going to tell yourself this is a mess. At least ensure yourself that you're not looking for your number one wide receiver for years because if you ever in the draft get it right, if with those picks that you've taken with McColl or Sky, you end up getting the Terry McLaurin, you're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, well, or at the very least, it buys you time until Kelsey is done. The payoff is that you know he works in the system. I mean, he fits the system perfectly. We had questions heading into the season and how this whole entire wide receiver core would work. Uh, he fits this system great. I think that benefits him. It obviously benefits Kansas City. And yeah, it would be nice to know going into next season. All right, there's your number one wide receiver. Uh, you, you don't you don't have to question how someone else is going to fit into that role. Like you know he works. Like there's no doubt. There's no questions anymore. Will Juju work in Kansas City? That's been answered. We know it does. He's been fantastic for them. And knock on wood, at this point, he's also healthy. That was another question some people had about heading in because his last year, he of course only played in the what two games, including the playoff game against the Chiefs. At, at Arrowhead. So I think it will be an ongoing story here for Juju and the Chiefs. The rest of the season, based on his performance, really is going to decide like how how high is that dollar amount potentially get to. But I think we all on the show have said, like, I, I think the, the Chiefs absolutely should want him back. I assume they want him back. Just can you can you make the business side of everything work here? Like if, I think for both sides, it would make a ton of sense for him to be back in Kansas City for, for the success of his career, too. To me, if he's saying out loud, I want to be back, that's the second I call his agent and say, hey, what would it take? He says he wants to be back. Let's talk numbers. Because you don't want to get to an offseason conversation. I feel like no matter what, no matter what percentage chance you think it is that Juju Smith-Schuster's back on a multi-year deal in Kansas City, the percentage is lower if you let him get to free agency. Of course. Because yeah. any team could talk themselves into it for a variety of reasons. Let's say, and, I, and I don't know who that team would be. Maybe it's, you know, um, T. Higgins becomes a free agent because he's, or Tyler Boyd becomes a free agent, and so all of a sudden Cincinnati decides to take a massive swing because they haven't had to pay their quarterback or the big number or uh, the chargers decide that they're interested in a guy like that who can actually stay on the field versus the receivers they've had to this point And they don't have a ton of depth. Like it could very easily come back to bite you somewhere else. And this offense with a solid wide receiver, a solid one option at wide receiver. We know what it is. It's one of the top offenses in the league. It was with Tyree killing it is with Juju. You could get it wrong. You could get it wrong again and rolling into a season with Tony and others doesn't seem like to be that doesn't seem like a very safe play. You mentioned his endorsements and his marketing opportunities. I mean, he for someone that uh, has been in this league for what four or five years now, he probably has as many partnerships as just about anybody other yeah, than does. the top tier quarterbacks in this league. Did you see the latest one? He's actually been a partner with Gillette for a while, but he on Instagram posted his latest partnership with Gillette. You may have heard the commercials, not with him, but just the in general Gillette commercials on this station. Do you, um, do you follow him on Instagram? I do. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. And, and one, I came across this the other day. I told you guys about it this morning. Just listen to his uh, his latest uh, promotional video from Instagram. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith-Schuster here. As a football player, you guys all know we put our bodies through a lot of wear and tear. It's going to be a long season. If there is one thing I don't put corners with, it is taking care of my region. My body is my career, and shaving my pubes is no different. What? So I use only the best. Gillette Intimate gives me the respect it deserves with gentle and easy shave. All right, guys, come on. I got to get going. I'll just start. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did the razor humming? That is Trevor humming. Real, that is a real. <laughs> that is a real promotional video that Juju put out on Instagram. He said, "What now?" So I guess we're just not doing innuendo anymore. No, no. He straight go, up said, just, "Shaving my pubes." Just, just <laughs> there was go, no mystery just, in it. Just go right after it. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't put corners with it. It is taking care of my region. My body is my career, and shaving my pubes is no different. <laughs> Wait. So shaving his pubes is his career? Well, you know, like his body is his career, and he likes to take care of all parts of his body. So he thinks uh, that, that shaving his pubes is just as important as, Like doing push-ups or something. Sure. <laughs> I like push-ups, right? Like that's what they're doing. That's what the strength and conditioning coach is doing. All right, guys, push-ups, Juju. How like, many can you do? As you would expect, the comments on the Instagram <laughs> post are incredible as well. Um, I, Why did he end with, all right, uh, now I'm going to do it right started. now. And then he fires up the razor. At least he wasn't like pulling down his pants oh, at gosh. the same time. Well, like, we're left with such a vivid image of the fact that like <laughs> seconds right. later, he was hunched over the toilet. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing he thought he was being funny. I'm guessing he thought he was being funny in that moment. I mean, in this, in this respect, I'll never forget that ad. Well, and is there any no, other no. way? Is there any other way he could have got us to talk about that? No. Ad? No, in fair, it worked. If you're Gillette, no. if you're Gillette, you love that video that he put out then, because it does have us talking today. It worked, success, because oh my god, I just can't, I can't get over the phrasing of that. Is there? This I is thought why we he used gets to all like, these. This is why he gets all these partnerships, man. He's got, a, he's got a personality. He's willing to be out there, take risks. I not mean, afraid. You know. You know, it's like <laughs> on, on this radio station, right? It's not uncommon for someone to read like a, you know, like a men's performance pill ad, right? Just chew it instead and do of it. Yeah. instead of just being like beating around the bush. I mean, it would be <laughs> so much more overt. This this pill will give you a massive erection. <laughs> now, it's got to be. But, all right, guys, now get out of here. I'm but, about to have sex with a woman. But but erection is too technical because the way he says pubes, it's like you got to think of it like it's got to be a word that makes you more uncomfortable, like boner. It's I didn't be, know it's if that was be, kosher. I didn't. Wow. It's got to be a word that's so much more uncomfortable. Oh boy, what a perfect start! It, it is a Friday, isn't mm-hmm. it? By mm-hmm. the way, Nick, there are a lot of veterans who would like to see you eat that sandwich. God. <laughs> One guy said he sacrificed his life. Nick, can you not show support and sacrifice I, this for I, us veterans? I agree. I mean, you're I, speaking on behalf of all veterans if you, now. If, if you put it like that, I think it actually is actually really disrespectful that you will not eat the egg salad sandwich. I mean, to hear it put that way, especially after the yeah. Liberty Memorial incident yesterday. Yeah, yesterday where Nick did not know what the memorial was across from Union Station. I didn't know it was called Liberty Memorial. I mean, I'm glad we got that sorted out the day before Veterans Day for you. Well, uh, from the 816, I'm a veteran, got shot in the butt cheek and nom, then became a ping pong legend. Nick, please <laughs> eat the sandwich. That sounds familiar. I think I know this guy. You've heard of him? That is multiple veterans that have said they, they really think you should, to honor them, eat the egg salad sandwich today. I think Cody should do it, though. Why, why me? Because your, like, your name carries more weight in this city than mine does, so it would be even a bigger gesture coming from you. <laughs> There's just no way that's true. <laughs> This would be quite a way to start off the we have video of the show because that means we could later send out the video of me trying to consume that sandwich. I'm not eating it Monday. Mm. There's no mm. chance. You mm. got a better chance of me mm. eating a bite of well, that sandwich today than Monday because Monday's, Monday is three days closer to honestly, its expiration just date. just thinking about it and knowing what it looks like just honestly just grosses no, me No, the out expiration date is Tuesday. No, it's his best, the best buy date. It's not, it doesn't expire. That's just when it's best buy. We, we, we've, descri- we've explained that. That's not expiring on Tuesday. It's just, right. This is why the longer you have weighed to eat it, the worse it's, it's not as best anymore. It was at its best over Well, a as week we know, ago. eggs and mayonnaise, they keep pretty well. So you can go a week beyond that. One of the veterans said, good. nope, I need Nick to do it, not Cody. And he's a veteran. Who are you to deny them this? Why don't we each take one bite? No, I, there is. There, yeah, I'm not kidding. It's already cut in half, right? You each eat a half. <laughs> there is no chance. Take one bite. No. I won't even be in the room when you unwrap it. The smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one bite, man. Come on. For the veterans. <laughs> We're off to a weird start for this We are, today. aren't we? Yeah. Covering a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Look, I think it tied into our Juju Smith conversation perfectly. It did. You know, we didn't just well, ran- a- we didn't randomly just play a Juju Gillette commercial. We were talking about Juju's future in Kansas City. Well, he's a veteran wide receiver. Texan also putting out we're a team. Do it as a squad. Everybody take a bite. Mm-mm. One bite. Mm-mm. One bite. Come on. No. Nope. No. It's the only way I'm going down. Absolutely is if you not. All participate. I'm not going to give even an inch on this. 
Refusal? Yes. I can't believe you wouldn't do that for the troops. I was like, think about the preservatives in that thing. The fact that it's been good for three weeks. <laughs> well, at least then maybe good. it's less likely to get you sick. Mm. Mm. Look, it's not going to be good. I'm not trying to pretend like it's going to taste good. It's obviously not going to taste good. We all know that. Just says that we could be teamwork and do this another way. Is this how little we care about the Jags? We'd rather talk well, about this all show. <laughs> is, that, is, the, is this I mean, the ultimate I, insult to the Jaguars? Every time we do this, every time we're like, are we even going to talk about this team? It ends up being a one point game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it all, it is all about Travis Etienne, though. I mean, you want to talk about someone that is an absolute stud for that offense. And that is someone that can give you some problems though, to a certain extent. It's definitely Etienne. Look at his last five games, what he's been able uh, to do. Week five, 114 yards. Week six, 108 yards. Week seven, a buck 19 and a touchdown. Week eight, 162 and a touchdown. Week nine, last week, 126 and two touchdowns. The guy has four touchdowns in his last three games, and you can see there are five straight games of over 100 yards. I thought Justin Reed yesterday spoke about this a little bit in the locker room. Uh, some of the media that was covering uh, that yesterday while we were on the air. And he mentioned that the one thing they got to really watch out for, for ETN is even when you're tackling him, he has a really good spin move. Like as he's being tackled to break out of the tackle, it's something that they can all see on film. They're all aware of it, but the tackling sounds cliche on him in particular will have to be important. So he doesn't have turn out, you know, an eight, a six yard game. Well, it did cost him a Derrick Henry because he wasn't very good in that game outside of two big long yeah. runs in which he broke a bunch of tackles. Yeah. And ETN's going to be more a guy, hey, get him in space and, 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 what is he going to do in that word? Derrick Henry is going to run your ass over. Uh, but still, ETN is the only guy you're really worried about offensively. The surprise thing for me with, with the Jags, Are you actually. Sure Trevor Lawrence? I'm not. No, I'm not, I don't. Look, the Chiefs have played Josh Allen. They played Justin Herbert. Like I, Trevor Lawrence is not a bad quarterback, but I'm not terrified of Trevor Lawrence. No. Um, I think, if anything, uh, what surprised me looking at the Jags was more their defense. We, we thought, oh, their defense is their strength and all this. Josh Allen on their defense is very good, but they've been bottom seven in the league the last four or five weeks uh, in, in, in DVOA, which we bring up talking about yeah, the Chiefs do. and all that kind of stuff too. So their defense hasn't been performing all that well. They were down 17 nothing to the Raiders. They came back and beat the Raiders, but they were down 17 nothing to the Raiders. So, yeah, I, I think nine and a half points is a lot. We talked about this yesterday a little bit. I think nine and a half points, the Chiefs don't really cover that typically, um, but the, the Chiefs will, will be fine overall in this game. It yes. feels almost no way that this game won't somehow end up being close because – that's just the way these games go, as Nick has pointed out. But ETN is their biggest playmaking problem, sure. But, you know, I, we've made fun of Christian Kirk, but he has pretty much the identical statistical line mm -hmm. this year as Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence is – it just depends on which Trevor Lawrence you get. If you could promise me I'm getting good Trevor Lawrence, then I would add him to the concern list. But for a guy who is on paper exactly what you want a quarterback, right height – Weight, arm strength, throw ability, right? All those things, gold. He can make a difference in almost any conceivable category that you would want out of a quarterback, right? It's, it's, he does the things you would want them to do. But it's the decision making part that I think that you never really know about a quarterback. And when you play quarterback at one of these big boy schools, you don't have to make decisions. Like that happened to Jamarcus Russell. That was the complaint about Cam Newton coming out of the draft. And some of that stuff is true or doesn't end up being true, but you don't know because in college at Clemson, everyone's open gold. They're all open all the time. You have number one picks. You have first round picks all over the field. And I think what's happened with Trevor Lawrence is that part of the game hasn't come across quite as fast, but I'll say this. They were a mess before he got here. This is his second offense in two years. He had the worst coach in the NFL last season, and they still don't have a bevy of weapons or a very good offensive line. So it's not like he's just, yeah, he's got I, I, every advantage yet. I still think there's a lot of faith in Trevor Lawrence, but for this week, yeah, I'm more worried about ETN. Do you think if I told you that you could have Nathaniel Hackett coach your team or urban Meyer for one season with the, let's just assume it's the Broncos roster. Oh my God. Uh, Hackett urban Meyer could legitimately go down as the worst coach in NFL history. I don't know if Hackett's ever going to go down quite like that. I don't know. It's pretty bad, but. Urban but Hackett's Meyer doing had, it with a pretty good roster. The only difference is, like, you watched Urban Meyer succeed as a head coach at That's a different level. That's the thing. We know level. he can coach. He just can't coach in the NFL. Just, yeah, dude, he's a mess. To me, at least Hackett's not causing a bunch of other problems in addition to being sucky at coaching football. Urban Meyer was sucky at coaching the NFL football game, but also caused a million off-field distractions. So if I'm an owner, I guess I'd rather stick with Hackett for a season than be stuck with Urban Meyer.
Hell, all Hackett has to do is make it, what, like three more games and it'll outlast the Urban Meyer tenure in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the good thing is Hackett hasn't kicked his own kicker at practice. So that's a, that's a step forward compared to where Urban Meyer was. Nick, the text line would like to know, would you rather eat a McDonald's hamburger or that egg salad sandwich? Oh, I think, I think it's whether it, whatever, it's just yes, McDonald's it's, hamburger. So you want to do that today? No. Huh. Would you eat an entire McDonald's hamburger if someone brought it and I ate one bite of the sandwich? No. That's ridiculous. God, the that's fact such a that you won't ever have a McDonald's hamburger still doesn't make any sense to me. This is a much better deal for you than me. No, I understand that. I just don't want to do it. You just don't want to eat the sandwich? I have a weak stomach. That's accurate. Yes. I actually, I'm not going to argue with I would he like does. to be like, that's he not does. true, but it's true. Nick does have a weak stomach. Up next, we'll talk about this Chiefs defense and something Spag should be getting more credit for. Along with Major League Baseball, free agency is actually open, and Cody says there's one thing to tell us about the future if they don't do that in the next month and a half. Next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent your own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock, right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Chiefs coverage brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. This season, tailgate with Andy's Pick 6. Let me tell you about my good friend Andy from Andy's Frozen Custard. He's from Kansas City, never misses a game, and serves the world's finest frozen custard. Tailgate with a Pick 6 or grab a freshly made custom treat before or after a game and tell them Mitch and Andy sent you. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio from the Brown and Crouppen Studios. Just getting started here on a Red Friday in Kansas City. Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider, going to join us here in about a half hour. Editor-in-chief over at Arrowhead Pride. We'll talk to Pete about the injury situation right now with McCole Hardman, what it means for Tony and Sky Moore, and then also if he knows anything more on the Legereus Sneed uh, being downgraded at practice yesterday and some unknown injury to this point in time. I haven't seen anybody report uh, what the actual injury is. So we'll get into that with Pete Sweeney. Plus, Nick's notable notes here. In 15 minutes or so, uh, but Steve Spagnuolo in this defense, we knew coming into the season that he was going to have to change in one regard, which is he's going to have to be willing to play young players. Because, you don't have a choice because the way the front office built this team to your point there, they said, you, you don't have a choice here. You're, you're going to, you're going to have to play some rookies more so than you normally would. Some young guys more than you normally would. You won't be able to lean on the veterans as much as you have in the past. And then even kind of doubled down on that during training camp when they were saying, all right, we're not going to even keep Lonnie Johnson or DeAndre Baker as fourth or fifth corners on this and team. And then we're going to get rid of Rashad and Fenton. Then, and then we're, yeah, then we're going to trade Rashad Fenton. Now that's, I think, uh, acknowledgement of how well it has gone to this point for guys like uh, Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams and even other spots, you know, Chanel and, and just go down the list of young cook, go down the list of young defensive players that they rookies that they drafted. So he's gotten more out of this defense and he's doing it with such a young crew. This is the most he's gotten out of any defense in his entire time in Kansas City. This is the best job we're currently witnessing, the best job Steve Spagnuolo has done in his time in Kansas City. And I know that sounds rich because he once got a defense playing well enough to get to a Super Bowl, but in that case, 
he was given so much more. He had three defensive linemen who were all paid quite well at that time, right? So he had multiple guys that were being paid the way at the top. They had their leader on defense in Tyron Matthew, who was at that time playing at a Pro Bowl level. They let their Pro Bowl level, their leader of their defense go. They let go of all their veterans on the defensive backfield, except for Legereus Need. They brought in Reed, who was less experienced and had less NFL success than the guy they had just replaced him with in Matthew. They were telling you, here's a second-year linebacker and a third-year linebacker, and here's a bunch of rookie corners, and all you have on the defensive line is Chris Jones. We didn't even try to upgrade from Frank Clark. We're giving you Frank Clark a year older because the contract makes sense, and that's all you got. Same guys you still got are Dana, Wharton, and look, to a point, Karloftis, right? But a rookie, and we talked about what stats they're expected to put up in their single season. Spags has never done a better job. He's, and I hope that this teaches him that moving forward, Sometimes younger, more talented players over the course of the season is the way to go. Because right now at this point, they were, they're where they are at every point of the season. 18th to 20th points per game allowed. But this time, there's real belief that it could get better yeah. and better and better as the year goes on. In the secondary last year, they probably didn't have as many young pieces. They could have just played. Other, You know what I mean? It's more that the linebacker spot was the real area where they had the people already in place if they were willing to make the switch, you know, but we know Spags, they loved Anthony Hitchens and they really liked Ben Neiman. The two guys that are starting at linebacker were on this team last year that were available last year, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay and Nick Bolton's developing into one of the better inside linebackers uh, in, in football period. And so that was the area where they could have done it a year earlier. Now they didn't have cook on this team yet. Uh, they didn't, they didn't obviously have rookies in the corner at the cornerback position. The only adjustment is they, we all know we can go back to the conversation we all agreed that they should have played Juan Thornhill more earlier last season than allowing to continue to play Dan Sorensen. It took till what, week six or something Way until, too long, yeah. until they made that switch. And but, Mike Hughes, too. But I think Spags continues to – I mean, he, he gets a lot of credit. One of the, the things we discussed uh, for this team this year was how much did you think last year was guys not flat, flat out not making plays on defense? How much did you think it was scheme? And I, I think what we've learned a little bit is when you've got a little more speed and athleticism, which they definitely have, that was the noticeable thing up at camp, and it has translated here in the regular season, that the scheme maybe necessarily wasn't all that bad. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not particular instances on a third down where you're like, you don't need a blitz there, go ahead, and, and, and it can bite you. That, unfortunately, is something that, that has happened a couple times. But the scheme has been there. Now he's got players that are able – to be athletic enough to, to close the gap, to make the tackle, to to make those plays. Willie Gay Jr. in particular, this last game against Tennessee was noticeable where Malik Willis, even though he was terrible throwing the football, he was rolling out, scrambling a little bit, and they were able to close the gap sideline to sideline. That was something that wasn't happening a year ago. No, and that's, to me, that's it. It's like, even if you do think that occasionally they're in the wrong location, they're just more equipped to make up for it. The problem wasn't that Dan Sorensen was never where he was supposed to be. He was. He just <laughs> he wasn't good enough to do anything about it. Like it like even if you're where you're supposed to be only 70% of the time versus the 100% Sorensen was, well at least 70% of the time you can do something about it because you have the athleticism to possibly stop the play. For Sorensen and those others, it was there and that's why I've been really impressed with what Spags has done. This isn't meant to be a criticism because he waited to move on from some players a little too long last year. You don't, you don't get mad at people who do the thing that they're designed to do. No offense, but if you hire Steve Spagnuolo and you know he loves to blitz and you know, know he loves to play veteran players, don't get mad when he plays young players. You know that that's who Spags is. The front office just didn't give him a choice this time. Like, look, you're going to have to make these guys work. One way or the other, we're sorry, but this is the, de the hand you're dealt this year. We gave the very limited free agent resources we had available to Juju Smith-Schuster. We have given you several defensive players in the draft. It was a heavy defensive draft, right? Three defensive backs. We took a defensive lineman. Over the last two years, we've taken linebackers in each of the last two second rounds. It's the young guys' turn now. They're up. So one way or the other, you're going to have to make this grouping work. And I think that that's what we're finally seeing work so well for the defenses they're able to overcome and it turns out they've got some good talent i don't know that they have much superstar talent right now which is again makes me back to the same thing that's why spags has done a great job other than chris jones how much who is a superstar maybe bolton is working his way there from a 
Yeah, Positional hard, standpoint, if you made me to, line up every inside linebacker. Yeah, it's really tough to be a superstar at the linebacker spot unless you are, you know, a guy that potentially is like on a usually we think linebacker superstar, we assume he's also getting sacks and things like that. But I I, I told you I think Nick Bolton's on his way to being an elite player at his position. But superstar on defense, you're probably mainly looking at guys on the defensive line or uh, uh, you know uh, corner a uh, Jalen Ramsey uh whoever you think are the best corners, pass football, rushers and corners, know. right? Yeah. There are superstar safeties and there have continued to be over the course of years, but that's to me, that's an even smaller group. There aren't that many safeties where you're like, wow, you that better be just, having it. You better, you better be, be Troy Palomalo in his prime, right? Yeah, yeah. Or Ed Reed in his prime. They yeah. exist, but they're not hard hitting safeties. Also getting interceptions consistently. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be like a corner in the interception department, five, six, seven, whatever the number is. It's got to take that. We'll get to Nick's notable notes here in about six or seven minutes. But uh, Major League Baseball free agency actually is open now. You know, the World Series in the rearview mirror. It is now truly on to 2023. We know the Royals have uh, some of their staff put together. Uh, they're still going to eventually have to hire a, a, a pitching coach. That might not be until later this month uh, before that happens, as in closer to Thanksgiving, if not early December, before they have their pitching coach. Um, but we know there's there's a lot of work to do uh, with this team heading into the season from a pitching perspective. The, the lineup itself pretty much is what it is unless there's a trade that surprises people, but it's the pitching staff. We've talked with Vern about this. He was in studio the day that the, the Quatrero press conference took place. And that is a, you need three more starters. You got to go find three more starters. The here's the issue. Um, the Royals, if they don't target a multi-year starter at in the pitching staff, then they're telling you they're not serious about 2023. How could you be? What are you going to do? Bank on every single one of your young starters turning the corner? Because that's realistically what it would rely on. To me, that's just not a good approach. You have to find a guy who can. This is like when we talk about like number one wide receiver for the Chiefs. You have to find a guy who can be in your rotation. All right, you got Singer. Cool. Great. Find me two. If you want to take your chances, realistically, they might need two more starters to go with everyone else and then bank on the fact that you got five young starters, a new pitching development staff, and that two of those guys will come through to find their way to be realistic starters. But I don't care if it's Evaldi or Jameson Talon. Like, you've got to find a multi-year starter. This, to me, is like buying the time at defensive end. If you don't do that, then every year or next year, we're going to be talking about the same thing again. Throwing $12 million at a one-year starter, and I like Zach Greinke, and I'd be interested in having him back. But if that's the only move you make, then you're not serious about 2023. And I know that because I know that you need somebody who can stabilize the offensive rotation, and they must know that too. J.J. Piccolo was around when they made the James Shields trade. I think they must be aware of the fact that spending no money in the starting pitching department, which is essentially what they spent last year, is not going to get it done. Yeah, they're going to have to see where some of the top-end guys go from a, you know, kind of setting the market and see where that goes. I, I mean, you and I Yeah, I don't think this. they're going to get Carlos Rodon. <laughs> I'd be interested, but I don't think that <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, you think? Um, I, so I, I think we're probably waiting till unless a trade get, gets pulled off, we're probably waiting till mid-December, late December before some sort of signing of a pitcher is taking place. They're not going to be first out the gate and, and nor should they, right? That's just not reality for, for the finances of, of free agency for them. But they also, you know, if they're going to spend, if they're going to still spend the, if they're going to have a similar payroll to a year ago, well then they do have some room to go and spend some money, right? If the payroll is the same as a year ago, and now we look at, we know who's on the books for this coming year, then, then they do have some room to, to work with, but it'll be interesting to see. I think that the trade market to me is where I'm most interested in. Can they, package a group of players together to go and get one of those guys that can be your number two starter, your number one starter, your eight, you know, your ace at the top of the rotation. I have Brady Singer. Okay, fine. I'm fine with him being my ace, but can I find a guy that's my number two or three starter to fill in? And if you want to tell me Zach Ranky's back, but he's the fifth starter or the fourth starter, fine. No problem with that at all, but he should, he can't be your number two or three starter next season there. No. And that's that again, it rely. And I get it. They're going to tell themselves, that part of the problem they've had with the pitching staff is the development and the coaching. You know how I know that? Because they fired everybody. Obviously, J.J. didn't think that they did a good enough job there. Just call it a hunch, right? He must not think that because then why would you let go of your pitching coach and everybody associated with the major league pitching from last year? If you were satisfied with what you were getting, you wouldn't have moved on from all of those guys. To me, it's about the multi-year part of this because obviously this is a few-year process. And because it's that or take a big swing, it's that or start moving some of the pitching you have like trade bullpen arms 
in order to acquire starting pitching and take your chance there with a very youthful thing, which by the way, I'd be on board with always. If you just is a general, if a baseball general manager, your theory was always trade good bullpen arms. You'd be doing okay because they're bullpen arms and they come and go. And there's a lot of variety in it. And you can certainly take that chance. Well, it's it's because even if, if you are in a spot at the deadline and your team actually is competitive, you can go and trade for some bullpen arms, right? You, that, not, not that it's they're not always available, but they're available sure. at the deadline, right? So you, you can do that. If you get in a spot, you say, man, well, we would have liked, liked to have had this bullpen arm now that we're competitive. You can go and trade for that at the deadline. Uh, starting pitching is a completely different scenario. You're not going to be competitive if you don't have competitive if you don't have starting pitching. Otherwise, you're right, Cody. We're going to be sitting here in June again and saying, "Man, the lineup and these young players. That's nice that they're in that's the lineup, fun. Uh, but they they're yeah, losing still nine to four every game. You know, or and, seven to four. You know what I'm right? actually, So I mean, like they they, they had a, they have to have starting pitching. I'm actually trying to avoid the thing that Josh Verniers talked about multiple times. All these young players are here together. Don't let them become losers, if that makes sense. What happened, what didn't happen with the World Series winning group was they got some success early. Traded for James Shields. They made these moves. You let them taste a little winning. Even in a 72-90 and 90 season when James Shields, he came in there and he's like, we can win. Trust me. And they were competitive. They played competitive baseball. The group after that, the one after the World Series, they lost the whole time, man, and never got away from having the feeling of feeling like a loser, right? Dozier, the whole crew. With all those guys that had to just live through losing season after losing season. You got all these young guys together, all these young bats together. Don't let them get that sense of gloom that they have no chance. The back half of last season wasn't going to give them that. They're in the big leagues. They're feeling good. They're playing competitive, right? But don't let that happen a second time. That's really what I'm trying to say with them. Nick's Notable Notes. All right, big moment this weekend, guys. The NFL playing their first game in Germany. They are, yeah. Buccaneers, Seahawks. And I wonder how much is at stake here for the NFL because they seem to think that this game has a lot. I feel like you guys are pointing to the TV, which is showing Roger Goodell wearing. And he's chugging a beer in Germany. It fits with what you're talking about right now. And they're showing Roger Goodell's got a, like a green would, hat on and he's chugging a beer out of a huge stein. Okay, what are the first question for you guys? What are the chances that Roger Goodell wears Lederhosen at the game <laughs> on Sunday morning? Zero. 10%? <laughs> Zero. Would this, that be this, offensive? This to me is a this to me is like he's a stunner that he's wearing the hat and he's he's chugging some good beer. That ought to do it. I mean, I think that I think the Germany was on the fence about the NFL until now. <laughs> Actually, that's not in. That's not true. Um, the NFL seems to be putting a lot of stock into this game. And when a, when a league is putting stock into something, it feels like it's something worth watching because if they're that interested in Germany, there's probably a reason. Now, Alexander Steinforth, <laughs> who is, who is uh, kind of uh, is the NFL Germany boss, bizarre, sure. whatever you want to call it. He says that if they had, if they had the ability, they could have sold 3 million tickets to this game that is the interest level <laughs> and among kids ages 14 to 19 in germany professional football is the second most popular sport behind soccer this is what's good for kansas city you know every every team was basically divvied up the world right like every you yep. know like the kansas city gets the rights to market and Germany's one of the markets right mexico city's the other yeah and every team has a different market you know some well, i think the rams have uh Mexico City and maybe Japan or so. I, every, and the Jags every, have London, right? Obviously. Yeah. So like every every team has a different country and region that they can market to. And the numbers you lay out there is like if you're the Chiefs, it's really exciting. We all think the Chiefs probably are going to play there next year or something like that. Like it's a it's a great market for them. We know the league always wants to expand. It's where they can make more money. And the three million number you gave out just tells you right there. Well, we kind of hoped that it would be. We kind of th- thought maybe it would be this year that the against Chiefs would the play Bucks. there. <laughs> Remember, so against the Bucks. Well, we it thought. makes sense when you look at these two teams. I know the Seahawks maybe don't. Obviously, Tom Brady, one of the most recognizable athletes ever. But apparently, the Seahawks are very, very popular in Germany. They have the largest German-speaking fan base of any really? NFL team. Huh? And who knew? Uh, Interesting. Between, yeah, and apparently. Um, between 2012 2015 Seahawks games aired for free in Germany is there just is there a something we don't like is there a population in Seattle that we don't know like as far as um, the German Seahawkers like, that is the largest huh. German speaking fan club in the NFL huh. 1300 people so 
doesn't take much. Now, about a month ago, the NFL started floating out the possibility, and we've heard this before, but it was the first time that they had really spoken on it, the idea of creating a four-team division in Europe. Is that... Does that feel like uh, fantasy land, or do you think there's no, a I future that'll where that happen happens? eventually? It's weird because I do too, Cody. But to Nick's point, there we I, I think this exact conversation ten years ago I was having with friends, like, oh yeah, they're going to create this four team division thing overseas, and it's like here we are, it's 2023, it still hasn't happened. I, just I think, think it takes it, longer than you think, I, but I, I obviously think that they're going to move towards that. I yes. think so, but like, what's is the it going to be 2030? Yeah. I, are we going to be sitting here in 2030? Like, oh, it's going to happen soon, though. It's like, well, it's been 20 years we've been talking about it. Like, I think you have to take that amount of time. You put two games in Germany, two games in London, you move a couple of other cities. And you do take time to make sure that a 10-year thing, because they went through NFL Europe once, I know, which yeah. was like a minor league thing, and the rain fire and existed, it, and it bombed. It bombed. The logistics so I don't are think that they want to just jump into putting a four-team league in Europe until they're sure it'll be successful. How do you do I mean, logistically, I mean, that's the other headache. Scheduling and... and Double and bye so week in an 18th game. Yeah, I mean, that's just, really the solution. Double bye week in an 18th game, and when you go play your games over there, and I'm sure you can work it out scheduling-wise, you, you get a bye week. The idea is that the Europe-based teams would be in Europe for 11 or 12 yeah. weeks out and of the season. Come, then they come back. To and the then States. when a team from the States went to play them, they would stay there for two weeks. They would play two games, yeah. come home, have your bye week. So there are logistical hoops to jump through. But if the NFL is going to continue to put this many resources into it and you take into account that they haven't exactly been, at least in this new iteration of European NFL, they haven't been going all in they've been sort of dipping their toes in the water with london i mean this is the first game in munich even though it's a big popular sport in germany so it feels like they're being cautious but yet continuing to put the resources in it feels like it's only a matter of time. are you saying we should as a show should we start learning German, German. Do you know any German? No. Should we start? Uh, should we start learning so we're ready to go I next took, year? Oh, I took the... two years of German in college, really? so I'm pretty much fluent. Oh, wow. Should we start learning it though? Yeah. Because this time next What's year, what's your favorite ch- German <laughs> food, Nick? Schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just start learning though? We've got a year. The yeah, Chiefs I'll might be you, there next year. Do you want year. me to teach you a first sentence? Yes. Sure. Um, this kind of curse words. Yeah. No, mine. Mine talked her. Is Sarnet, which is uh, German, Cody. This is a perfect one for you. My daughter is very nice. (laughs) Why why is that the sentence you know? I don't know. It's like the only thing I remember from (laughs) class. I think we need to learn, so we're ready to roll next year. Then we can just have... If we're the German-speaking show, how could they not send us? That's right. We're the show that speaks German. Let's get out ahead of this, guys. I think so. We have a year? Well, I mean, we, we don't. We're all assuming maybe next year will be the year where they play in Germany, so I would say we have a year to get it figured out. I think they'll play. I think it's almost a yeah. lock. They'll be in Germany next year. Wheel spin? Yeah, I think they'll play in Germany next year. If they don't, I'll spin the wheel. Long, so, long play. So will I. Wow. We haven't had a wheel spin all season. <laughs> nope. But no. we're bringing it back next year uh-huh. in Germany. We're in taking Ger- the wheel to Munich. That's right. We'll That's get a right. wheel there. We'll get a special Wait, German will wheel. Will you eat an egg salad sandwich in Germany? <laughs> Do they even have that there? That feels like a uniquely American Wait, you don't, think, you don't think they have eggs? <laughs> eggs. Mayonnaise. Just an egg Mustard. salad sandwich. Well, you know, I, will, I, do, I do wonder this. We kind of treat these London games as a novelty. They're at 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. And the field kind of looks sloppy. It feels like it's always bad weather. What if these games in Munich are, like, really cool? And, like, because the stadium is really cool. Oh, Tom I, Brady I'm was sure talking about how incredible. excited. Nobody really talked about Wembley like that. But there, there seems to be a level of excitement before this Munich game. Maybe it's just because it's new. It is new. That's what it is. It's new. In the I remember Lon- the like hype around the first London game. Yeah. And Germany is different. I mean, it is, like London is, I just, I don't know. German seems a little more exotic in a way, right? I mean, it just does. And you're going to Germany, aren't you, this, in December? Yeah, yeah I am. So you can, scout. Get, you can do a little scouting for us, please. On the city, yeah. on the landscape, Let us on the know. people. Let us know. Yeah. I mean, Chiefs fans, yeah. you know. Yeah. Are you, you going to wear some Chiefs gear while you're there? Yeah, uh, you want me to? I I do actually. Oh, my Creed is good. Uh, uh, See if anybody comes up. Creed and says, is guten. Go cheat. <laughs> Creed ist guten. Creed ist guten. Let's get new shirts made. Let's say that for. Come on, we gotta get. Come on, start spitballing ideas. <laughs> I think you need to wear some Chiefs gear and see if anybody comes up and says something to you. Okay. Because there's such a Chiefs fan base is there. The Chiefs have an office there in Germany now already for marketing reasons. They're not really? messing around. Yeah. Yeah. 
How many people are at that office? I have, that I do not know. It's like one guy and a secretary? No, I think it's probably like eight to ten. You want to go work for the Chiefs in Germany? I doubt I'd get hired, but... Don't tell Pete, who's going to join us next, but you should do like an Arrowhead Pride spinoff in Germany. Why not a 610 Sports Radio spinoff? Uh, because... Because your future employer is Arrowhead Pride. Yeah, so, we're I mean, trying to, for your future. Yeah. Why so you guys you... have more faith in the international viability of Arrowhead Pride than you do 610 Sports Radio. No, I mean, just the, where the you The company are that pays your bills, keeps the lights <laughs> on. The funny thing is Arrowhead Pride is on the internet, as in people in Germany can still go to arrowheadpride.com. It's not like... We're you, also we're on, on the internet. The Odyssey yeah. app, dude. International. It, it works better in Germany, I hear, as well. <laughs> Coming up next, Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride, is going to join us next. We'll ask him about the health of a couple Chiefs players and what it means for Sunday. Sunday's game against Jacksonville. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Casey Bobcat. Rent or own from Casey Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson joins Fesco in the morning. Mondays at 7.30 on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.